0: This is State House News. This podcast is a production of the Center for Community Solutions and features content from the Hanna News Capital Monitor. For a complete version of State House News, as long as other programs and publications, please visit CommunitySolutions.com. Thank you for joining us. This is State House News, issue 16th, and it is April 30th, 2015. An advisory council to the Healthier Buckeye Initiative met for the first time Monday to get a briefing on Kasich administration plans for a comprehensive case management system for human services and workforce programs. While that case management proposal was cut out from House Bill 64, the budget bill, when Republicans rewrote the biennial budget bill recently, Representative Ron Amstutz told the council it will resurface really soon as a standalone bill and could land in House Community and Family Advancement Committee. House Republicans' removal of the case management proposal was subject to a great misunderstanding, he said. We actually like this a whole lot, Almstead said, explaining the decision to split it out was driven by a need to mesh the efforts of the Office of Human Services Innovation, the Healthier Buckeye Initiative, and a recent report of the workgroup to reduce reliance on public assistance. The look and feel will be really similar. The process might change a little bit to be a little bit more collaborative, but not radically, Almstead said after the meeting. Um, Amstads described a plan to have County Healthier Buckeye Councils work alongside the case management system to foster more outside collaboration and provide supports like peer mentoring. Um, Amstads said he'd like to see the legislation pass on the same schedule as the budget. Lawmakers created the Healthier Buckeye program in last year's mid-biennium review, House Bill 483 of the 130th General Assembly, and added it into Senate Bill 206 of the 130th General Assembly, a Medicaid oversight measure. Its goal, like that of the case management proposal, is to develop plans to help people increase self-reliance and move off of public assistance programs. The House-passed version of the fiscal year sixteen seventeen 17 biennial budget further addresses the program, adding money to a grant program and addressing the role of county healthier Buckeye councils. Monday's advisory council meeting led off with Cynthia Dungy, Director of the Ohio Department of Job and Family Services, giving a Benefits 101 primer on cash, nutrition, child care, and unemployment assistance programs, their eligibility criteria, and recent caseload figures. Dungey said the purpose of Monday's presentations was to let Council members see the administration's strategy and then ask them to wave the flag if you think that we're off track. The Governor's Health and Human Services Cabinet gave a broad overview of budget proposals on Medicaid and other policies on Tuesday, April 21st, in the Senate Finance Committee, reiterating their belief in the value of Medicaid expansion and explaining how they've worked with stakeholder groups to address concerns about changes to independent providers and intermediate care facilities, ICFs, for people with disabilities proposed in the original bill. Medicaid Director John McCarthy coordinated the panel of cabinet directors and defended the overall trajectory of Medicaid spending under Governor John Kasich. State share general revenue funds for Medicaid were appropriated at $6.11 billion for this fiscal year and would drop to $5.9 billion in fiscal year 16 under the as introduced budget then see a rise to $6.16 billion in fiscal year 17, when federal payments for the expansion population start to decrease. McCarthy noted that Medicaid covers family planning services and also highlighted efforts to hire community health workers for infant mortality programs that encourage decisions that lead to healthy pregnancies. Tracy Plauk, director of the Ohio Department of Mental Health and Addiction Services, Ohio Moss, said youth-led prevention efforts her department supports, while not directly aimed at unplanned pregnancy, are meant to instill self-confidence and skills for making good life decisions as teenagers. Plauk said the administration had breached three ideas with stakeholders. Handling responsibility to the five current managed care organizations as they operate today, using those five organizations but with the additional state oversight in place, or bringing in a new managed care organization specifically for mental health services. Plauk said feedback to Ohio Moss indicated the greatest interest in the second option. Senator Tom Patton asked John Martin, director of the Ohio Department of Developmental Disabilities, (DOD), about the plan to shift to having no more than two people per bedroom in ICFs, sharing concerns he's heard about disruption for people who've become very accustomed to their own living arrangements. Martin said bedrooms for two or fewer people are generally the norm in ICFs, but he said Dodd has tried to accommodate those concerns by extending the timeline for making the shift, exempting children and giving people currently in bedroom arrangements with more than two people the ability to retain that living situation if it's their desire to do so. Senate President Keith Faber elaborated more Wednesday, April 22, about the Senate plan to base its fiscal year 1617 budget deliberations on fiscal year 15, rather than either the governor's proposed budget or the version the House will send over. Speaking with reporters following the day's session, Faber said that while the House-passed version will obviously be the vehicle, the starting point technically, the finance committee and its subcommittees plus the medicaid committee and the ways and means committee will be looking at current law and what is in the fiscal year 15 budget any changes to that will need to be explained or will not appear on the senate's first substitute version of the budget he also noted that the plan is to jointly refer house bill 64 the fiscal year 1617 budget bill to the finance medicaid and ways and means committees thus giving those committees the ability to actually amend the bill. Subcommittees, he said, do not have that ability. Faber outlined this approach in lieu of the Senate's actually breaking out bill sections among the three committees. When asked if the Senate were going to separate out Medicaid expansion language, he indicated that ultimately the bill will be unified on specific budget provisions, Faber said he and his caucus have looked at but not studied the House bill and refused to predict what the Senate will do, deferring to the committee, subcommittee, and special committee deliberations. Some happenings from the week of April 20, 2015. The Ohio Bureau of Workers' Compensation, or BWC, nominating committee forwarded 16 names to Governor Kasich Monday to be considered for four expiring seats on the Bureau's Board of Directors. All four incumbents are among nominees for their respective seats, which include investment and securities experts, certified public accountants, employers with fewer than 100 workers, and the executive committee of the AFL-CIO. A juvenile's right to counsel is protected by due process at every stage of legal proceedings, Justice Judith Ann Lansinger wrote in a 4-3 decision by the Ohio Supreme Court on Thursday. And Attorney General Mike DeWine Thursday released the recommendations of his advisory group on law enforcement training, suggesting a reduction in peace officer academies for better management and an increase in basic training hours to target community relations, real life situations and mental health. and some notable quotes from around capitol square i am not a ventriloquist but you will see me not speaking and director mccarthy speaking bonnie Cantor berman director of the ohio department of aging letting the medicaid director answer a question that the senate finance committee had directed to her we'll now call up the director or chancellor or whatever senator scott Olslager, calling for budget testimony from Board of Regents Chancellor John Kerry, whose title would change to Director of the Department of Higher Education under House Bill 64. Just so you know, I like your hairdo. House Speaker Cliff Rosenberger speaking to Representative Bill Patman on the House floor during discussion on the budget, House Bill 64. Thank you for tuning in. This has been Statehouse News presented by the Center for Community Solutions. For a complete version of Statehouse News, as well as other programs and publications, please visit communitysolutions.com.